WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Harford County and beyond. I am co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library, and that is the amazing, talented, sometimes very funny Bob Mumby. What about today, Bob? You're reading well from the script I wrote for you. I am. So the Harford Edge is brought to you each week by your Harford County Public Library. So hi, Bob. How are you this week? Good. Good. Uh, we're going to rename this little hiatus. It used to be what grinds our gears. Yes. What we noticed. It's now going to be, can somebody please explain this to me? Oh, I can't wait for this. Um, the first one is, I really want to know, how do you throw out a garbage can, a trash can, at your curb? I've been trying for two weeks. Is it plastic or metal? It's a Rubbermaid plastic, but it's got a rip in it. So I, I think I, you put it out for the recycling. And you put on it, take me, recycle. Okay. That's good. That's not as exciting an answer as I, I wanted. Because I wrote trash on I it, then I realized. <laughs> that would work. Everybody has trash written on Everybody. their trash cans. Oh, yeah, really. Unless they have their names on it or their house number really big. And they're the kind of neighborhoods I don't want to live in. Because that means somebody's stealing your trash can. <laughs> okay, well, good. I um, I wanted a, a more interesting answer than that, but that's way too pra- I have pragmatic, a Mary. Okay, here's I've got one for you. How do you? What do you do with old pillows from your bed that you you don't want because they're really out? You know they've outlived their life and they're really big. I mean, do you cut them up and put them in your trash? Yes, that's what I do. That's what you would do. You I would dismember cut, everything really that can't be recycled. <laughs> okay, I might try to donate them first to the Humane Society to see if they can use them. Um, I will wash them first, though. Well, uh, that uh, on the other note, we're gonna we're gonna read the. Uh, the supplies that the Veterans Administration Hospital needs. Awesome. Again, later. Okay. Um, because the, the crew up there is great. We go up there about once once a month. So um, maybe they can take them. Maybe. Oh, I can't wait they to hear need, that list. They need duffel bags and suitcases oh more than anything. Oh, my gosh. I've got so many rollerboard bags upstairs in my spare yeah. room that I've c- collected over the years. I seem to, I've seemed to always buy shoes and luggage for some reason. And I have, oh, I can't wait to hear this list. Yeah, we, well, awesome. we, have, we have like 20. Uh-huh. We have the first string. Uh-huh. And then you pull out the second <laughs> string if it's a longer trip. But the other 15 you never touch. <laughs> no. My wife still has that... Um, like flight attendant from 1962, uh, square, rectangular, American tourister. The other thing is, I would like some to explain to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook. Yes. Someone is, announces an event. Okay. Um, um, to 300 people. Okay. There's always one or two people that answer to everybody. <laughs> Well, I'd love to be there, Joe, but you know I'm having a lance boil that day, and I might not smell that great. Do, do, do the people not know? Are they, is they self-centered? Do they think they're just answering the one person? Uh, do they? Re- or is it just the old? I want everyone to know what I'm doing, an update on what I'm doing, or I'm really proud that I'm going to this ev- this other event, so I can't come. Maybe I'll come a little late. What's the answer? I think both. I think sometimes people don't realize they feel it's a personal invitation, 
and they respond back, that they have to respond back, and they're really sorry they can't make the event. But I also think the other one is, oh, well, I, I can't come because I'm going, oh, let's see, I'm going off to Paris to climb the Eiffel Tower yes. kind of thing so everybody casually finds out what the cool things you're doing and we all, the rest of us all feel bad. So I think it's a combination of both. So it's a combination of ignorance, self-absorption, <laughs> and... Hey, I didn't use those words. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, sometimes you think it's a personal invitation, especially if it's an email to you and they blind carpet, copied everyone. You really think Bob Mumby's inviting me to go to something very special, so I reply all without thinking, and then not realizing it's going out to everybody else who lives in Hartford County and beyond. So that could happen, too. Is, and, and when you answer, I'll come as long as Judy Lenahan's not going to be there. Exactly. You, you don't realize that Judy was going to read it. Exactly. Oh, okay. But that's really interesting that you bring up Judy because today we're going to be talking with Judy Lanahan, and she's the coordinator of the upcoming production of Silent Witnesses, an award-winning solo play based on interviews and conversations with child survivors of the Holocaust. And I think it's going to be an amazing show, so please stay tuned for that. So now it's time for education, trivia, and facts. And we're going to start with a few attempts to try to stump our wonderful Bob. What do you think, Bob? Are you up to it today? Well, it depends. Are these Christie's questions or yeah. Jennifer's or these yours? These are Jennifer's questions. He, she, hers are a lot harder. They are harder. And she had them actually ready on Tuesday, so I'm so impressed. Are you surprised? <laughs> no, not at all. I am just so happy. I am. Jennifer sent me a, 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 a reminder on Monday on who the guest was this week. Uh-huh. Etc. We are so organized now. It's just, it's amazing. I don't know how to act. It's just really nice. So, all right. So here's the first one. This one I think is actually kind of easy, but maybe not. So it involves politics, which is interesting. So what does the acronym NATO stand for? North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Bingo. You got it. See, do you remember that learning about that in school? It was very big when I went to school back in the and, 70s and, and 60s. And CETO also, but that's What's defunct. CETO? I don't uh, know that it's is. a Southeast Asian Treaty Organization. Oh, interesting. Um, but that's defunct. Um, I forget. I guess it was absorbed into the UN. And wasn't there something before NATO? There was an, something during the 20s. The League of Nations? Yes, the League of Nations was the first, I think, big attempt. That was, uh, yes. Who was that was behind that? Was well, that? that came after, from the Treaty of Versailles after World War One. Exactly. What? So that's really interesting. Yeah, I love the, those histories and how, how things get started. They kind of get sunsetted, and then they come back in another version. And, you know, it's just really interesting how that happens. Well, right. we're going to do three this days in histories after we do trivia. So. Ooh, I like that. All right, so this is, oh, this is a fun one. My husband would know this. What vehicle was driven by Michael Knight? Um... Um, I was going to say Farley Granger, <laughs> no. Night Rider. <laughs> well, that was the name of the show. But that's not the How? Name. No. Oh my gosh, I can't believe you don't know this. Night Rider. No, that's the name of the show. What make of car? What vehicle was driven by Michael? I think what was the name of the vehicle? His the vehicle had a real name. Oh, no idea. Kit. K-I-T-T. And I think that was an acronym for something, but I don't have that answer, so I can't tell you what it is. Well, um, Hal from 2001 was um, IBM uh, down one letter. I went to H, oh. B went to A, and um, M clever. went to L. Wow. So Kit might be something like that. Maybe. I'll have to ask Jennifer to find out that answer for next week's show. But that's what Arthur C. Clarke was... Um, uh, you know, and railing against uh, the computers eventually running our lives. 
in 2001 was 16 years ago, by the way. I know. Can you believe it? I know. Unbelievable. And 1984 was 33 years ago. Do you know our book, 1984, is, uh, 1984 is flying off the shelves now? Flying off the shelves. There's a really big interest in people reading it now. Interesting. Well, Just a little sidebar. That's one of the quotes we have um, for later. Yeah. So I'll give you a half a point for that because okay. you did get the name of the show. So, all right, here we go. How many planets? This is a tough one. How many planets in our solar system have moons? <laughs> Good luck with this one. <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. This is an awesome one. <laughs> Four. Five. <laughs> nope. Three. Nope. Six. Six. That's it. So can you name them? Well, Mercury does not. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, and... Mars does not. Oh, Mars does? Mars does. So we have hey. Earth, of course. Earth. Mars. Um, uh, oh, who, one uh, with uh, the rings. Saturn. Saturn. Uh, <laughs> the one that Jupiter all... has like Jupiter. nine moons. The one that I always think of under the sea. Um, uh, Neptune. Uh-huh. And the one that all the sixth graders make jokes about. About the proctology? Uh-huh. Uranus. Uh-huh. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'll give you that one. Oh, we had so many about those. Okay. Including the one about Klingons. Klingons? (laughs) Interesting. Okay. (laughs) Let's not go there. All right, all right. So let's go into something classy. Here we go. This is music, so I know you'll get this one. What composer of the Symphony Fantiste? I can't say it. It would be fantastic if I said it in English. I believe this is probably Spanish. Symphony Fantiste. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, thank you. Uh, who worked as the librarian of the Paris Conservatoire? Hector Berlioz. Very good. Oh my gosh, that's a gold star on that one. I knew you would knew that. Okay. Big, big music fan, as you know. I do know. So we have to talk about that, what we're doing with that. So, so this is a good one. Over what ocean did Amelia Earhart disappear? Indian or Pacific? I would say Pacific. Exactly. Good guess. Wow, that's amazing. All right, so here's another one. Now, this is an easy one, I think. Think of geography, probably fifth or sixth grade for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, what plant is rum made from? Sugarcane? Yes, dear. Excellent. Gold wow. star again. Mm. That's a good one. He's so mm-hmm. smart sometimes. Notice I said sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Jennifer, for sending me those <laughs> questions last night. So here's one. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm not, I would have to think about this one. What is Dorothy's Dorothy's last name in the Wonderful Wizard of Oz? I know it's a play on the tornado a little bit. It is Gale. 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 G. Dorothy Gale. Wow. And Buddy Epson was cast as the Tin Man. And then he had the allergy to, to the, the tin, paint that they the, painted on him. To the silver the paint. Silver paint. Terrible allergy where he was hospitalized for it. Oh, so Jack Haley got the. Um, yeah. So, here's, here's sports. I know you won't get this one. Okay, good. Um, my friend Jamie Watson in Baltimore County Public Library would know this immediately. What country won the Men's World Cup in soccer in 2010? Um, oh, I'm, I'm going to get this. Um, <laughs> the Netherlands. <laughs> Try again. Spain? Yes, Spain. They beat Netherlands okay. one, right. one nil in the final. So, I'll give you a half a point on that one. Wow. I would not have guessed that one. So, here we go. What is the northernmost Scandinavian country? Um, one wraps up around the other two. It's either Norway mm-hmm. or Finland. Mm-hmm. Finland. 
Oh, oh I thought you were trying to give me a verbal hint. No, I, was, I, I, I was said doing Norway. Like... <laughs> you went mm-hmm, and I said Erfin. You went mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't fair. <laughs> Well, I have another thing. I did my DNA, and I discovered I'm part Finnish and Norwegian, which is, was a total surprise to our family. We thought we were German. <laughs> so I was thinking, I immediately had a bright, shiny thing syndrome moment and thought about the ski jumping in the Olympics. That's probably yes. why I like watching it. The Norwegians and the yes. Finns. Is it Norway that comes up over the top? It is Norway, yes. So I will give you a quarter of a point on that one. Okay. All right, I think that's it for our trivia That's today. it. We're going to do... Um, a quick a little day in history, and um, I have a library quote for you. Hopefully I try to make Mary, Mary tear up with a library quote. Um, um, uh, Ray Bradbury, libraries raised me. I love that quote. Do you, uh, do you probably know most of these? That one I do know. Jermaine Greer, a library is a place where you can lose your innocence without you losing your yes. virginity. Isn't that a great quote? <laughs> wow. We don't use that quote too often, but it's one of my favorites. <laughs> and uh, she also wrote, Libraries are reservoirs of strength, grace, and wit, reminders of order, calm, and continuity, lakes of mental energy, neither warm nor cold, light nor dark. In any library in the world, I am at home, unselfconscious, still, and absorbed. Now that was beautiful. That was beautiful. What did she wrote? Um, the um, power, uh, feminine mystique, or that was Betty Friedan. That was Betty Friedan. Um, oh, we were talking about the uh, uh, the beauty myth, Naomi Wolf, last week on oh, this show. Oh yes. Okay. Um, this day in history, uh, Eiffel Tower, uh, eighteen eighty nine, opened. Have you been there? Yes. Yes. Isn't it beautiful? It's amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing. Um, have to watch out for the pickpockets. But they have signs yes. everywhere about it. But it's yes. beautiful. Well, well, worth well, it. well, I had my bag. It's a long story. I had my bag stolen in the Jardin de Tuileries. Um, it, museum? Uh, no, outside the Museum La Orangerie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I put my bag down. It was taken. Oh. And I have. we should do a section on that because I learned so much about passports and um, medical prescriptions because yep. everything was in that bag. Oh, so I would say to everyone, go to the U.S. Embassy wherever you are in the world with any problem you have because they know the how consulate is the, the embassy is the diplomatic end mm-hmm. and the consulate is the citizen end. It is amazing. what They, they get brought out a, a, a list for me, a 28-page list. Of every doctor in uh, in the department of, mm-hmm. for Paris and Normandy, uh, like phlebotomists that spoke English in hospitals, of uh, phlebotomy, nephrology, uh, opticians, uh, oncologists, um, and they put me in touch with a pharmacy right on the Champs Elysees that um, took a fax script script from my doctor. Within an hour, and uh, fill my because I, I take the high uh, blood pressure. Anyway, I don't know how I go for that. But that's good. That would be a good future show. We'll it, yeah, it, oh, it's, it's amazing yeah. how prepared they are. Um, so, 1889, uh, it was uh, built to celebrate the centenary of uh, the French Revolution, um, and Gustave Eiffel is also built the steel framework of the Statue of Liberty four years yes, earlier. It did. 
and it leans away from the sun 12 inches on a on a sunny day it does does it say why because the part that's facing the sun because it's steel expands so oh. it's like with flowers um sure so it actually leans speed. away because right. the, the side in the sun gets bigger interesting and uh, in Spain, on this day, in 1492, a royal edict was issued by the nation's Catholic rulers declaring that all Jews who refuse to convert to Christianity will be expelled from the country. Most Spanish Jews chose exile rather than the renunciation of their religion and culture, and the Spanish economy suffered with the loss of important portion of its workforce. Many Spanish Jews went to North Africa, the Netherlands, and the Americas where their skills, capital, and commercial uh, expertise were put to good use. Among those who chose conversion, some risked their lives by secretly practicing Judaism, while many sincere converts were nonetheless persecuted by the Spanish Inquisition. The Spanish Muslims, uh, or Moors, were ordered to convert to Christianity in 1502. 1492 or 1942 or 2017 or that one caught my eye because of uh, our the, topic today. the context of our um, show and um, 1943 Oklahoma opened on Broadway. Did it? Mm-hmm. I didn't realize it opened up during the war. I had no idea. Neither. I thought it was a newer uh, production. Interesting. All wow. righty. Um, that's all for that. Let's uh, do some news. Okay. We'll do short. Uh, abbreviated news, and I'm only talking because I just misplaced my news. <laughs> um, that is really strange. Ah, found it. I apologize. Apologize for that. Um, this is. Um, we don't do, but sometimes we do a little commentary on the news. I'm going to let okay. this story just sit. Commentary itself. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Okay, go ahead. Abers- Aberdeen considers ordinance to find people living in tents. <laughs> City of Aberdeen is considering an ordinance that would fine homeless people $50 for living in tents and other temporary dwellings. Um, uh, Mayor Patrick McGrady, and again, fine man. Um, I don't agree with him on this one, but that's just one person's opinion. Mayor Patrick McGrady said he hoped it would nudge people to seek help. Quote, if they can't live in a tent, then they'll do something else. Quote, we hope they take advantage of the voluminous opportunities that they have. (laughs) Um, uh, The sheriff uh, said that um, because the camp cleared out before the snowstorm, it proved, not the sheriff, I'm sorry, Chief of police. Chief of police. It proved that people could get help if they needed it, um, because they had to. Oh, because they went into right. shelters and, and other. Uh, um, he said uh, the uh, the intention is not incarcerating them, though he acknowledged he doesn't know how enforcement would work. He said the ordinance can motivate people to establish a stable residence. It can be the first step towards employment. So that fifty bucks is really going to help <laughs> taking a nip out of them. They don't. Um, no, no, it's. Um, it well, you know, it's uh, I just don't understand. Um, it, it's uh, it Bill McCarthy, the director of uh, uh, Catholic Charities, who, by the way, is Nancy Mahoney's brother. I did not know that. Is uh, quoted um, 
uh, extensively in the article, saying, you know, the, this doesn't, it doesn't acknowledge any of the causes. It doesn't acknowledge so many different things. And it's going to be voted on by the uh, town council on April 10th. But something tells me that there's going to be a lot more coverage on this over the next few days. I would imagine there's going to be some legal experts um, chiming in on it, too, would be my guess. My guess oh, absolutely. It's the first I've heard of this, anything like this in the country happening, so we'll have to see. I know we serve a lot of the homeless up at our Aberdeen <coughs> Library, and um, there's we need, we need mental health resources in this county so much for folks who um, – are struggling, and uh, we see it daily. We oh, yeah, and you talk daily. you talk um, to the sheriff. The, these people, once they go into the system, well, often they're using the system as a support network because they have really no other means or infrastructure in their lives. Secondly, once they go into the system, reentry still is a huge mountain. Um, so now, this, you know, as far as getting references for jobs, um, this is now they're part of the system, and I, I believe the effort for the shielding and the expungement law uh, rules they were trying to pass have failed, where if someone um, committed a crime eight years ago and they've paid their debt to society, uh, it can be shielded except for, uh, from, from certain people. But um, anyway, we will see on that one. Um, uh, just a little quick shout-out to uh, um, Amy Mangold. Amy? Who's Amy? Teacher of the Year, Harford County, 2017. She's a special ed teacher at John Archer mm -hmm. School. She was named Wednesday night. Congratulations, Amy. Yes, and all of them. Well-deserved. They, they, they probably, on many days, work 16 hours Um either preparing for their kids or um, doing homework or what, uh, um, or research or, or whatever the case parents. may be. Yes. Yeah. Parents who um, are always so. rational and open-minded <laughs> and willing to consider all angles in discussions. Exactly. <laughs> it's never their child. <laughs> uh, no, exactly. Exactly. Um, other good news, uh, Bree Jones We've talked about her for, uh, before. Mm -hmm. uh, Howard a Grace girl, went to Aberdeen High, just finished her fourth season uh, with, for the Maryland Terps women's basketball team. She was named as a first-team All-American. Yes. Congratulations, Bree. And she is, uh, was double-teamed throughout the tournament and still had triple-doubles in every game. Um, triple-doubles, over 10 points, over 10 rebounds, over 10 assists. So way to go, Bree. And I think that, no, one I wanted to read last week, it has nothing to do with Hartford County, but I had to read it. <laughs> this is a, the compliance exchange, which is, a, I, I get it from my, my consulting business. This is a serious story. Lawyer of dead Russian whistleblower falls from window the night before hearing. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. The lawyer representing the mother of deceased whistleblower, Sergei Magnitsky, is recovering in intensive care. After falling from a fifth-floor window Tuesday night, a day before he was due to request a renewed investigation into the tax fraud scheme of the Russian government. Um, according to Russian authorities, he fell while he and workmen were lifting a jacuzzi into his apartment outside of Moscow when a winch snapped. 
Interesting. It goes on. But um, you can't, I, I mean, Ken Follett or uh, John LeCar would laugh at that because it's, you know, because they'd say that's too yeah, unrealistic. Can't make that stuff up. No, <laughs> it's like, hmm. Yes, their editors were saying, no, no, got to change this scene. It's not, it couldn't ha- really happen this way. Interesting. Exactly. Well, we got to get going. I had a whole, a whole thing on drones that we're going to do next week. Oh, I love drones. Drones are fascinating. They Legal are. issues are just beginning to bubble up. So, are we going to take a break now? Okay. And when we come back, we'll be talking with Judy Lanahan, coordinator of the upcoming production of Silent Witnesses. The Harford, the Harford County, County Public Library's, Library's Innovation, Innovation Lab, Lab located, located at the Abington Library, is now, is now open, to, open the public, to the public with hands-on with hands training, training from area community, community members, ages 6th grade and above. And above. Through, creative Through creative experiences and Innovation Lab, you can develop, you can develop new skills, resources, and products, and products that will help to drive Harford County's, County's economy forward. forward. The Innovation, Innovation Lab's technology, technology includes the market, market replicator, 5th generation 3D printer, 3D creation software, including market bot and printer bot, 123D. Make, make and 123 design. design. Professional, Professional green screen with studio light box, box. And both and Apple and, and Windows, Windows computers. computers. All to help, all to help your electronic, electronic video, audio, audio publishing, publishing, and 3D, 3D design, design projects. projects. For more for information, information or to reserve, to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, project call, call 410-638-3990 or visit or the visit Abington, Abington Library at 2510 South Colgate Road. Welcome back. I'm co-host Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby, and this is the Harford Edge. We're delighted to have Judy Lanahan in the studio with us today. Judy is coordinating the upcoming production of Silent Witnesses, an award-winning solo play based on interviews and conversations with child survivors of the Holocaust. This powerful, moving, and yet uplifting work was written and is being performed by Los Angeles actor Stephanie Sadie. Welcome, Judy. Hi. Hi. So, Judy, um, thank you so much for coming in today. Uh, as, as the Cultural Arts Board comes under the library, and I think I mentioned this, we are so honored to be a sponsor and a part of this. Yes. So um, thank you again for making it down the, the muddy road. And first, tell us about the dates of the play and how folks can get their tickets, and then tell us about yourself and how did you get here, okay. other than driving down the muddy road. <laughs> and crossing the pond. <laughs> So the the play is going to be um, April 22nd at 7.30 p.m. and um, April 23rd, which is the Sunday, at 2 p.m. And um, and where's the location? Where's it being Oh, okay. It's, it's at Mount Zion. Okay. Um, Mount Zion has a couple different buildings. It's going to be at our tent, and it's these the big white domes. Right on that Route are, 22, correct? Yes, okay. correct. And... Um, we are just planning to fill the place twice. Great. Great. Yeah. And is it free or is there a small charge? There is a charge. Okay. Um, one of the reasons that we applied for a grant and received it from the Cultural Arts Board, and we also got donations from various um, businesses and individuals from around the county, was um, that, so that we could keep the cost of the tickets minimal. Great. Um, we wanted anyone who was able to come to this. So the tickets are $8 for adults and $5 for students. Very, re- very reasonable. Yes. So tell us your story about how you became involved with this project. So last April, my husband and I had seen this thing on an ad at the Jewish Museum for this play. And so we went over to, to Pikesville where it was playing and saw it. And um, 
the play just blew me away. I was um, just overwhelmed um, by it. And, um, you know, I, I was thinking this was great to just sit back and think about, okay, so I've been doing all this work on the show and getting all the nuts and bolts tied down. And it was like, okay, so what was it that really struck me about this play? And, um, you know, the, the thing was that I heard the pain and suffering of these women um, through, of what they experienced um, as children and, and the incomprehensible events that they went through. Um, and, and you experienced the struggles of trying to comprehend what was going on. Um, and I laughed, I cried, and then I laughed because there was humor in it. I mean, out of this, you know, out of the difficulties that they went through, they were able to, to find humor. And, um, and then there was the hope, the hope and the strength that I witnessed through, um, through their courage to just press in and press through. I mean, they're not victims. They're, they're survivors. And the things that they had to do in order to survive are, were just amazing. And that they came out um, to be, you know, well-rounded human beings um, really struck me. So, um, so as after seeing the show, I just I went up to Stephanie afterwards and I said, you know, um, do you do this other places? And um, she said, yes, absolutely. So I just went home and I started thinking about it. And I contacted her. And Holocaust Remembrance Day begins on the evening of the 23rd of April. And I thought, wouldn't it be great to have her for that weekend? And sure enough, she was available. So I said, okay. And we started out with, you know, okay, we'll get her here for Saturday night. And I'm going, mm, not enough. We need her here for two performances. And, um, you know, tickets are selling. Um, we are just so excited to have her coming. So I bought my four uh, the other I day. I saw that. Yes. Good for you. And um, I, I, th I think it's going to sell out by with, with a, it's a week to go. I don't know if, if you're seeing that. But I, everyone out there, this is the opportunity um, for the, the, to have this right here in Hartford County. Um, Something just so powerful and educating, you can't, you can't pass it up. Um, and I, thanks to Mount Zion as well, because Pastor and the congregation bring so much mm -hmm. um, culturally to us. Um, what they've done on uh, addiction uh, uh, education and other recovery issues—really mm -hmm. uh, a great institution for this county. So I would recommend people not wait and get their tickets now. So you can mm -hmm. do it in two ways. You can contact the Mount Zion office, or you can go to www.mzpraise.org slash events. Correct. And, and we're going to uh, acknowledge, uh, and if we miss anyone, um, let us know, Judy. Uh, uh, grants, uh, Mary mentioned, from the Hartford County Cultural Arts Board through uh, – uh, from the Maryland State Arts Council, mm -hmm. uh, the John Carroll School, mm -hmm. Klein Supermarkets, mm -hmm. Temple Ada Shalom, and Mount Zion Church. Mm -hmm. They're the main um, supporters of this. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Thank you to all of all Absolutely. of them. Yeah. So uh, tell us about Stephanie and Sati. 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 Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Is, is she related to the composer, Eric Setsi? I don't know, but that's how I remember how to say her name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, tell us about her and how the genesis of her writing the play and then the direction, production and direction of it, okay. et cetera. Okay. Um, so Stephanie is actually a very highly acclaimed artist in her field. Um, she has written and performed in a number of solo plays. She has three of them to her credit now. Um, most of her plays are based on um, immigrant stories. She's interested in the way that cultural and cataclysmic events um, impact personal lives. Um, there's a, um, a quote that I want to read of hers um, that really references the purpose of, of her plays and, and the heart behind them, especially um, Silent Witnesses. She said, I would like them to leave with a sense that it really did happen, as there are more and more loud voices of denial and that these people may not be around to tell their stories that much longer, and we need to hear them. We need to hear everyone's story so that we're not distanced from catastrophic events, so we realize that they happen to people. They don't just happen to nebulous countries far away on maps that we don't even recognize. Catastrophic events happen to people. And... This so um, describes Stephanie's heart, really. Um, She actually was performing another solo play um, at a time and in front of a group of Holocaust survivors. And um, what she has told me is that, you know, in looking out at this audience, she saw that they were all very attractive, very beautiful women. And so she commented on that after, you know, she has a, a talk back time um, after the show. And um, she said, you know, you, you women, you're all so beautiful. And, and one of the women says, well, they don't shoot the ugly puppies. Oh. And the idea that, oh. you know, the pretty ones oh. would make it. Oh. Okay. And... Um, so this really struck Stephanie, and, and then this, the same woman, she says, well, why don't you tell our stories? And that started Stephanie's um, journey with these women, and she interviewed them um, and conversed with them and, you know, just sort of absorbed their, their person. And um, out of that came this play, and it's... Um, it's it, the way that she moves between the different characters is incredible. I mean, she will, you know, through her voice, through her body language, through very simple props, she's just, she, you know, seamlessly moves between them. It's it's just it's so beautiful to watch. So, have you actually seen the production? I have seen the play. Yes, okay. I saw it last year. I agree. Yeah. And does she perform this across the country? Or in she does. Places? She's done it in various places around the country. I think it it um, it premiered in um, in New York City, and then she's done it in different places around the country. Well, it's 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 so powerful to because the hardest thing, and she accomplishes it, and others have, is to humanize these things, these cataclysmic events. They reflect on real people, like my favorite, Will and Ariel Durant, History of Civilization. Um, 
say that history is a river, we write about what happens on the riverbanks. Um, or Atticus Finch, mm. um, you got to, when Scout looks from Boo Radley's porch and looks up the street from the eyes of Boo Radley, when Atticus said you have to walk around someone's skin for a while. Mm -hmm. That's the most powerful thing uh, uh, about this, that she's able to humanize it. And she does walk in their skin. That's, and that's what comes through it. So the deni yeah. deniers really have to work that much harder when you can present them with the humanity uh, of this. Like uh, what Stalin said, uh, one death is a tragedy, uh, 100,000 deaths is, is a statistic. Um, right. And that's what he counted on. <laughs> but people are denying the Holocaust. It's, it's, it, it's incredible. And even um, I've watched um, video clips where, you know, they will interview millennials on college campuses. And they have no clue about World War II, the Holocaust. They don't know who FDR was. Um, and it's just um, mind-boggling. And, and that was the other piece of this, that I really felt that this, I wanted to bring this to, to where I live, to my people here in Hartford County. And I wanted the young people to be a part of it. I wanted the millennials to be there, that... You know, they need to hear this. They need to see this. And the schools have been fabulous. I mean, we, I went into the public schools, and they, they took the information, and they have passed it on to their teachers, um, which I am so grateful for. And we've gone into the private schools and the home schools. So um, we've really tried to cover all the different areas. We've gone into the senior centers and the activity centers to, um, you know, assisted living, you know. Any place that we can think of. The library has got our promotional materials, and they have spread them throughout their, their branches. Um, we have had so much help with this. And um, so it's, it's just really exciting. It is great. And we're, we're very fortunate to live in an area that really honors history yes. and pays respect to it. Whether yes. it's history we, we would like to rewrite, if we possibly could wave a magic wand and things had never happened. Uh, but we really have a lot of respect to that and commitment. I know John Carroll's school, when my daughter yes. was there, does a whole unit on it. And um, it's just, it's, it's important. It's important we don't forget. Amen. And don't allow others to rewrite history for yes. whatever reason. And you're absolutely right. We, we tend to, as the farther along we get, we tend to forget certain things or that certain things. Uh, we have it with this. We have it with women right now. We have it with lots of things are happening that people are very eager right now to change history mm -hmm. and put us all back to where we were supposed to, where they think we should be. Right. And it's something that we have to uh, make sure does not happen. Like yes. when Ahmadinejad spoke at Columbia a few years ago, they asked him about um, his stand against um, um, lesbians and gays. And he said, we don't have that phenomenon in Iran. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Talk to us about the, the awareness, uh, some of the other awareness things you've been involved in. Uh, like when Spielberg, uh, he, he was, the, I believe, the driving force behind the Shoah Foundation when he had at the end mm -hmm. of Schindler's List all the actual survivors uh, walk over that hill. Right. It, was, it was worth a million words. Um, and you had mentioned Spielberg before. Um, uh, talk about that work at the Shoah Foundation and other um, organizations. Mm -hmm. Well, S Spielberg set out to record as many of personal testimonies of the Holocaust survivors as he could. 
And he's actually documented over 52,000 of them. And you can go to you can go to the websites. You can you can see them, um, you know, just on on YouTube. It's it's actually amazing. my daughter bought me the six DVD set of that of all the oh really uh, of all the testimonies uh, oh, for Christmas last year. Huh. Yeah, it's it's amazing. There's other places. There's a fellow that I talked to from Wilmington, um, who. Um, I think that there's a number of survivors who are left. I think he said there's only 10 survivors left in all of Delaware. Um, and he was recording all of their stories as well. Um, in fact, one of the things that we're doing is after the play, Stephanie has a, a talk back where she takes questions from the audience. And we have invited a Holocaust survivor to be part of that discussion so the audience will be able to ask um, the Holocaust survivors as well as Stephanie questions. But um, I, I took a, a couple quotes from Spielberg um, in terms of, you know, things that struck him as he was going through this process of these personal testimonies. He said, I began to understand how one person, not an army, can make a difference. And I think that that's one of the things that John Carroll really points out to its students, because I was at the Holocaust Remembrance thing they had this year, um, that you as students, you can make a difference. We, any of us, can make a difference in, in what we do with what we are presented with. Um, and then he also said, work against the kind of hatred and ignorance that spawned the Holocaust. These accounts show us how ordinary men and women can transcend circumstances and become extraordinary, how victims can, with courage and fortitude, become victors. And it just speaks to the human spirit, you know, that, that there is so much within us and so many times we don't tap into it until we're put into those um, circumstances where we have to draw on it. So, Judy, you... I can, I can see and hear your passion for this project. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what your background is, um, if you'd like to share with our listeners. Yeah, sure. Um, well, um, one of the other reasons why this play was so meaningful to me is because my parents came out of the Holocaust. Um, they were um, both 16 years old. I come from a Jewish family. Um, they were able to leave um, Germany um, they were one of the fortunate ones um, Where were in they? 1936. Where did they live in Germany? My father came from Hanover, mm -hmm. and my mother came from Stettin. Okay. And um, they were part of a youth group called Youth Aliyah, and this was a group that was preparing young people to go to pa what was then Palestine and mm -hmm. is now Israel today to work the kibbutz to live there and work the land and be a part of building. They were the pioneers, part of the pioneers building the land. And um, so my, my grandfather, my mother's father, was a Zionist leader in Germany. And so um, this was his heart to, to make, um, <coughs> to re rebirth the, the land of Israel, the nation of Israel. And so this was my mother's heart as well. And so, so she got to go there. And on her 16th birthday, she boarded a ship and went, went there. Um, so 
you know, they they did not. They left in thirty six. You know, Kristallnacht had not happened, um, but they saw things. You know, neighborhood people disappeared. They could no longer go to the schools. They could no longer go to the recreational facilities. Um, you know, life life was um, sort of narrowing for mm-hmm. them. And um, my mother even went to jail one night. They were she and my grandfather were at a meeting. And um, the police came and took them, and she spent a night in jail. So, um, you know, it's really important that we not forget those that 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 did die during it, and um, those who lived. So, how did they get to America? I assume, or were you born in in Palestine, or how did that happen? Okay, so they lived on the kibbutz for several Mm -hmm. years, and then they went to to Tel Aviv, and they got married. And my sister was born, my older sister. Um, they came to this country in 1947. Mm-hmm. Um, my father's parents came here. My mother's parents went to Argentina. Oh, okay. And so, um, so we were sponsored, or my my family was sponsored mm-hmm. to come over. And I was the firstborn American of my family. And where were you born? What city? I was born in Rochester, New York. Very nice. Yes. Nicer weather down here. Probably. Um, Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. (laughs) Um, And, but you know, it was 20 years before my mother saw her parents and sister again, you know. And and so it's just, their lives were just so different. You know, my grandparents were able to leave, but they left with a suitcase. You know, they owned property. They owned businesses. um, All of that was left behind. And they came with nothing and had to make a life here. Everyone needs to see the shoes. That's what yes. I was telling. Uh, yes, the shoes. The shoes. Yes. Um, there's yes. nothing the more par- the powerful than that. Shoes. And what we're talking about is um, the Holocaust Museum in D.C. Uh, um, uh, a lot of it is very the personal effects, uh, the, 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 um, the railroad car. Uh, but there is... Uh, exhibit where there must be thousand pairs of actual shoes that yes. came from um, the folks who uh, from the camps mm-hmm. and what more do you need to yeah. to, to touch and feel what uh, what that must have been, must have been like but we um regarding deniers and things like that we uh, we interviewed an author last year Mary um, I forget it may have been, um, I don't know if you were the co-host. She uh, wrote a book. She lives in Hartford County. She came from Goebbels' hometown, and she wrote an essay when she was 18 about the atrocities, um, m- much of it engineered by Goebbels' um, propaganda and his f- framing of the problem and the, sol- the solution. And uh, she was... she. This was in 1968, and she received death threats. She was made persona non grata in her hometown in Germany because they didn't want, they thought it was disrespectful to the town to have her even discussing it. Mm. And she lives in Hartford County now, and she wrote a beautiful book about it because she brings American GIs back. She raises money, and American GIs who were part of the liberation uh, teams that liberated um, the camps brings them back um, to go there. To go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't, I can't believe uh, I, I forget her name. I don't remember her name either. But the, 
this was in like modern times. They're they're trying to shut her up because she's talking yeah. about that. Yeah, wow. unbelievable. Unbelievable. So again, when's the date of the event? So it's sat- Saturday evening, uh, April twenty second. It's seven thirty, and Sunday, April twenty third, at two p.m. Okay, at Mount Zion in okay. the tent. Further information, you can call 410-734-4370. Yeah, and that's my personal oh, that's phone your number. Personal phone yes. number. <laughs> I, you know what? Okay, well, I, I, I didn't. Well, I didn't want to inundate the church office with, sure. with all of the calls. You know, if people had questions about sure. it, and plus I can answer them better. Okay. So, so I I did that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or you can go online and buy your tickets, and yes. don't wait uh, because they will. I, I'm sure it's going to be a sellout both shows. So it's www.mz praise.org back uh, slash events and that's mzprays.org yes also we have a facebook page that okay. we put up is silent witnesses play and we've started to put up short video clips of you know different testimonies of survivors there's a of, of tes- um a clip of stephanie sort of talking about the play and a, a few other things so and the other thing is it really does take, not to sound, um, anyway, it really does take a village to do something like this. It takes it your leadership and your vision to bring this to Harford County. And it also takes all your sponsors, such as the John Carroll School, Kleins, uh, the Temple, Adas Shalom. Is that Adas Shalom. Thank you. Mm-hmm. The Mount Zion Church, mm-hmm. the Harford County Cultural Arts Board, and the Maryland State Arts Council. Yes. And then it takes all of us in the community to be supportive of this and this type of event because it really does, it tells our story. It helps our younger generation to understand, hopefully to understand, and to continue those stories because we know as we get older, our memories fade a little bit and we forget. And we want to make sure our younger generations carry our stories forward like you told us about your grandparents and your parents which is an amazing story all by itself so we'll have to talk about bringing you to the library to talk about that maybe so Bob do you have any other questions you would like to ask? Just uh, one uh, tell us about the committee that you're a member of that was was really the the beginning of this is that um, Yeah well um, you know I I had no idea what I was doing when I decided to bring Stephanie here, and so I um, I talked to some different people, and they said, well, you need a committee. I go, okay, so I sort of went around and, and talked to people. So um, Ermgard Brown from the, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, library. the library is on the committee, um, Laura Musser from the Center of mm-hmm. the Arts, um, Elaine Hirsch from Adas Shalom, um, Louise Gatesy from John Carroll, and who's the other one? Me. And Lisa McLaughlin from um, Children of Zion um, Orphanage. Okay. Wonderful. And so that is my committee and, and my husband. <laughs> <laughs> Who happens takes, to be sitting outside watching and yes, listening he, to us. He takes notes. Bless and, him. He's yes. waving now. Yeah. <laughs> He's been smiling He's been the whole smiling show. He's been smiling the whole time. Oh, and... <laughs> I could not have done this without him. I love husbands like I that, know. too. I have one, I too, know. who lets yeah. me go and play all the time and support. Yeah. So thank yeah. you. Yes. <laughs> and before we take a break, would you stick around with us for the last uh, uh, seven minutes? Uh, sure. We'll, 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 sure. After our break. Uh, I have one quote I, that caught my eye before we go to break. Um, 
and Ben Franklin said this, um, democracy is two wolves and a lamb deciding what to have for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) So... So we're going to take a break. This is 970 WAMD Aberdeen. And when we come back, we'll talk about some great events coming up at the library. And then we'll go over the edge where we look at some news from outside Harford County and do some thingamabobs. The Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library. The Harford the Harford County Public Library's Innovation Lab, located at the Abington Library, is now open to the public with hands-on training for area community members ages 6th grade and above. Through creative experiences in the Innovation Lab, you can develop new skills, resources, and products that will help to drive Harford County's economy forward. The Innovation Lab's technology includes the MarketBot Replicator 5th Generation 3D Printer, 3D creation software including MarketBot and PrinterBot, 123D Make and 123D Design, professional green screen with Studio Lightbox, and both Apple and Windows computers all to help create your electronic video, audio publishing, and 3D design projects. For more information or to reserve the Innovation Lab for your special project, call 410-638-3990 or visit the Abington Library at 2510 South Tollgate Road. You're listening to 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Harford Edge. I'm Mary Hassler, CEO of the Harford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. Um, by the way, I just want to mention to the folks out there, one of these days, I'm not going to tell you when, Mary, because uh-huh. naturally we talk during the break because uh-huh. the mics are off. Mary <laughs> was having off. a nice conversation with Judy. One of these times, I'm going to leave the mics on. Okay, you could do that. Because <laughs> we could always bleep it out because, you know, Mary talks like a, a longshoreman. Um, <laughs> I uh, do not. <laughs> <laughs> liar, liar, pants on fire. Um, tell us what's... Um, Going on at the library. Well, a million great things. <laughs> well, there's been many exciting things going on right now. We're getting ready to launch five new American Girl dolls into our collection. And as everyone knows, because I've talked about this before, the dolls go out in this great kit, goes out with a, several of the books and also a, a journal that we want the children to write their stories of the adventures of what they do with the American Girl doll. So we're launching five new ones this week, I believe. Our musical instrument collection is that flies off the shelves. Occasionally you can find a triangle sitting on a shelf or the tambourines, but the violins and the guitars and everything else is out. And um, I am looking for sponsors for our Wi-Fi hotspots. So if you know a business who would like to sponsor us, we have 15. And we did that to uh, support the northern part of the county and the Route 40 corridor, where there's some limited high-speed Internet. And it has been phenomenal. We have so many people clamoring for to take the library home with them for, te- for a week and have high-speed Internet when they're traveling or when they're at a home and they don't have it. So it's really fitting a need. So I am desperately looking for new sponsors for that. So reach out to me if you know of anyone who would like to do that. How do, how do folks reach out to you? Well, you can uh, give a call, 410-273-5703. That's my direct line. Or you can go to the library website and click on my picture, and it will take you to my email. Or we all know each other. Just give us a call. We'll, we'll make that happen. And the other great thing, National Library Week's coming up in April. And, of course, we have our sixth annual Romancing the Chrome Car Show, Jared's Field, on April 22nd, all day. It's an amazing day. It's a fun family day for the kids. We have new activities planned for the kids. There's good food. We have a beer garden. Uh, But the most amazing thing are the vehicles that are there. 
I mean, truly just beautiful vehicles of all types, and there are cash prizes for the winners in, in each category. So come on out. It's a beautiful day and just a great opportunity to have fun at the library. Um, it's at Jarrett's Field, up in Jarrett's, right across from the Jarrett's Field Library. Oh, okay. Go up free. to Keen Dodge and make a left. Is what <clears> exactly. And Keen Dodge, thank you very much. They're one of our big sponsors. They're wonderful to work with, and we have many others. It's just, you know, I'm a big believer, and all of you know this, of we're all in this together to make mm-hmm. Hartford County the best county in the, probably in the world, I would like to say. It already is, but we I agree. keep up the... Keep up the efforts. <laughs> and one more thing, Because you're part of it. We had Women's of Tomorrow, Women of Tomorrow's Award Ceremony last night. It's amazing. This is sponsored by the Women's Commission, which I am the current chair for for Harford County. And we honored 30 of the most amazing young women that we have in this county. And I have to say, when you read their stories and hear what they have accomplished at such a young age, mm-hmm. it's amazing. And they are our future. So congratulations to everyone that we honored last night. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. How do people find out more about that commission? You go to the Harford County government website and mm-hmm. you search for the Women's Commission, or I believe we're under Community Services, and there's information mm-hmm. all about us. Well, it's about time you're getting in- involved in something, Mary. Oh, thanks, Bob. <laughs> Mary is also the, the chairman, the president of the Maryland Library Association. Well, I'm the immediate past president. Immediate on that past one. president. Okay. <laughs> Let's do that veterans list. And then we'll uh, end with a little bit of a um, church humor and a funny fact. Uh, so he says it's funny. Well, in my own mind. <laughs> and humorous. Um, Perry Point VA Medical Center. Here's the phone number. 410-642-1038. They have a great team up there. They're looking for in-kind donations. And I'm going to give you a partial list. Um, and maybe pillows. I don't see pillows here. But... You can call um, call her. Uh, there's, there's three women that manage the office, um, and they're great. And they also have a sharing program with with Baltimore VA Medical Center and Lock Raven VA Extended Care and Rehabilitation Center. So they sort of um, fill each other's lists out. Uh, toiletries, body wash, deodorant, mouthwash, um, alcohol-free in plastic containers, shampoo, razors, shaving cream, combs, toothpaste, Lip balm, denture adhesive, toothbrushes, forever postage stamps, simple crafts, but no jigsaw puzzles. Anyway. Um, no jigsaw puzzles. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, I love to hear the story <laughs> why that was added. Yeah, me too. But I love jigsaw me puzzles. Me too. <laughs> I think probably because people would give them jigsaw puzzles and there would be a piece missing. Oh, right. And these, yeah. these vets were brought, as yeah. I would be, be you get to the last piece and they're crawling around on the floor. True. Mm-hmm. Never do jigsaw puzzle over a, Great. a, a carpet, a um, like a, um, a Persian rug, because oh, the sign <laughs> will blend in. <laughs> um, uh, gloves, hats, scarves, rubber boots, totes, undergarments, and socks for male and Did female. Did you say totes? Totes. Oh, okay. I need to get that list from you because we have so many totes at the library that people give us. Oh, totes right. and totes and more totes. Okay. Well, maybe we'll uh, we'll yeah. put this list up. I'll talk to you okay. afterwards. Um, um, undergarments and socks for male and female veterans. New ones, I assume. Yes. Okay. That, that's also in parentheses. Okay. Um, <laughs> duffel bags and suitcases. Um, because, um, I don't know if I said this before, about a, a third of the population there is in, tr- in transitional housing. Right. And when they transition... They don't have duffel bags, suitcases to uh, 
affect that transition. She, she said that is her biggest need. need? Duffel wow. bags and suitcases. I think the three of us in this room can solve that yeah, need really quick. <laughs> clean, out the, clean out the fourth bedroom. Yes, exactly. Um, large print books, musical CDs, board games, paperback crossword puzzles, books on CD, no cassette tape, please, and DVDs, appropriate ones, no VHS. VHS tapes, <laughs> snack foods, commercially prepared and individually wrapped. Six four one zero six four two one zero three eight. Good well, folks you, up Bob. there. That's good. Um, so do, would they tell you where to drop the things off? Yeah, yes. it's um, and I uh, I could um, put it on my Facebook page and it's it's right across the bridge, mm-hmm. um, in Cecil uh, County. Um, you could, actually, you could see the medical center from Haver de Grace if you're sitting out on Haver de Grace waterfront. And we, what we can do is do a drop-off boxes at all the libraries. That would be great. And then we'll we'll collect them centrally and, and drive them up. Yeah, I have we a, do my that trunk. A lot of our that's drives. a great idea. I do because people know I do it. I yep. I do it till my trunk is full, then I go up there. Awesome. So, gives how me many suitcases to go. can you fit in your trunk, dear? Depends if I put them in one another. Remember Barrel of Monkeys? <laughs> right, oh, yeah. right. oh, I've stored them that way. But you know what the problem with yeah. that is? Some of the wheels and those little nubby things on the bottom sometimes prevents you from actually putting many in inside each other. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, I wish there was a use for those inserts that they give you oh. that where, where they unrealistically think you can keep your clothes from getting right. wrinkled. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. I never use them. I always take them out. out. Yeah, I have a whole shelf yeah. of those. Uh, yeah. Okay, um, on the note, uh, on uh, church, um, we do occasionally some uh, some misprints or bad wording or, like, eat shoots and leaves, improper comma, um, uh, in church bulletins. Um, and they didn't know what they were saying. Um Sometimes it's just a typo. Uh, the third verse of Blessed Assurance will be sung without musical accomplishment and accompaniment. Um, the Reverend Merriweather spoke briefly, much to the delight of the audience. <laughs> that might be a true one, though. <laughs> During the absence of our pastor, we enjoyed the rare pl- privilege of hearing a good sermon when J.F. Stubbs uh, supplied our pulpit. Um, remember in prayer the many who are sick of our church and community. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one I hear is uh, um, uh, Mrs. Johnson is having trouble see- she's uh, um, convalescing and is having trouble s- sleeping she requests tapes of Pastor Willis's sermons <laughs> that's probably true too okay <laughs> uh, um, and today's sermon how much can a man drink with hymns from a full choir. <laughs> and the, the low self-esteem support group will meet Thursday at 7 p.m. Please use the back door. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the time we have for the Hartford Edge. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next week.